0: Hey there. Are you a spiritual seeker looking for the perfect way to blend your physical, spiritual, emotional, and mental health and well-being practices? Maybe you already have an interest in yoga or astrology or want to learn more about yoga's sister science, Jyotish, or Vedic astrology? Well then, I'm super glad you're here, and I'd like to extend you a very warm welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook. I'm a yoga teacher and a Vedic sidereal astrologer, meaning I use the sidereal zodiac, so some of the signs might be different from what you're used to. To get a free copy of your sidereal birth chart, please visit my website, yogiscopes.com slash chart. Now let's get started. I'm glad you're here. Hey there. Today is another special episode. Sometimes the things I cover here are more... Short-lived happenings like the new and full moon, those happen over a span of a couple days, will be under the new or full moon energy, but they're very important to me, so I always cover those each month, but then, um, you know, usually what the flow of this podcast has ended up being is I will do a monthly outlook, a new moon episode, and a full moon episode every month, and then the other top, the other week of the month sometimes two, if there's a five week month or whatever, um, I get to cover kind of whatever I feel like. So I usually reserve it for some kind of long, longer happening transit that's happening over, you know, some time around when that episode goes out. And so for this one, we're going to be covering K2 in Swati, which is, so K2 is changing nakshatras. It has been in vishakha And so don't worry about that too much. Just FYI, if you're new around here, I have an article that explains what nakshatras are because I kind of got tired of repeating myself, I guess. So I was like, I'll just write this down. And I made an article, which is now on my website. And I can always link it in the show notes if you just go to the show notes and you want to read more about what a nakshatra is. But suffice it to say, they're a little bit more specific than signs. And we usually pay attention to them um, in relation to the moon so if you wanted to know why any one day feels really different from the next uh, you could typically look to the moon and also and so and where which nakshatra because the moon will change nakshatras about once a day so it's a really handy tool in looking at what's going on with the moon I've found it extremely helpful in terms of cycle tracking just personally for me as a person who menstruates, my cycle, when I have one, um, I just, if y'all don't know this about me, I just recently had a baby about six months ago. So for whatever reason, sometimes, so when I do have a cycle, it seems that I start my cycle when the moon transits my natal moon nakshatra very specifically. It's just something I've noticed. It's interesting. So I've noticed that about myself that it doesn't necessarily coincide with the new or the full moon, the moon phases, but more so where the, um, where the moon is in relation to my natal moon. And so where the moon is in my birth chart. So if you have more questions about that, I'm such a nerd about it and I'm diving kind of deep into studying that kind of stuff right now. So please reach out to me. You can either find me on Instagram or my favorite place would be the Facebook group. Um, that's also linked in the show notes, but you can go to Facebook and search yoga plus astrology and you'll find it there. It's branded just like this podcast. It's got the same purple background. Um, so you'll find it, but you can talk to me or other folks. So you can talk to me on Instagram or you can talk to other folks as well in the Facebook group. If you want to nerd out about cycle tracking with the moon with me, please do. I'd love to hear from you. Um, but then uh is related to planets. Sometimes they're also helpful for these slower moving planets. I personally don't see a whole lot of value in tracking faster moving planets like mercury for example in the nakshatras that it it transits now um if there is interest i could talk about mercury's retrograde through virgo because it is taking a little bit longer than normal and it's changing nakshatras a couple times in the retrograde it just feels like way too much for this podcast but if you have questions I'm happy to answer them. And if you reach out to me, I maybe I could cover it in an email newsletter or something. If you have more questions related to those things, please reach out to me. Because what y'all ask me about informs what I talk about. So um, otherwise, I'm just going to make stuff up and talk about whatever I feel like. So if you want to have influence, you know how to get a hold of me on social media. Or you can always send me an email. So with that all said, background info k2 is changing nakshatras it's not happening until next week so it's september 23rd which is next friday i believe um is when it will move into swati and quick reminder also rahu and k2 are the nodes of the moon if you're familiar with that in western astrology um and they always move backwards through the sky so i did a whole episode public episode about that um Few months ago, you could look back and find karmic indicators in Vedic astrology. Listen to that episode if you want to learn more. Um and then also just a note about what's also happening this week. This Friday the sun's entering Virgo, which is where Mercury is retrograding. And so just to say a quick note about that, I hope y'all are doing well for Mercury retrograde. I, for whatever silly reason, actually I didn't do this. It just worked out this way for my other podcast called The Science of Light, where I get to interview people about sort of their yoga story or like uh, often I hear it's largely centered around people's stories of kind of finding their way in life finding their dharma like finding a good life path around their life experiences which is often what we're kind of getting at with a birth chart reading we're looking at what are your experiences and how can you like blaze a trail for yourself that's more aligned and going to serve the world and serve you and your needs. Right. And so I get to interview a lot of cool people who have done that over on the science of light. And I had three interviews over today and yesterday and they all in their various own ways had tech challenges. And I was like, why did I allow schedule? So I have when, when somebody schedules a podcast interview, they usually, I send them a, a scheduling link. Um, cause that's way easier than back and forth. Like oh, I'm available on these days, oh, I'm not available in those time. you know, so I just say, here's my schedule, book yourself, right, and um, it just so happened that I had three scheduled over these two days, which is not typical for me, and now I'm like questioning, am I going to mark off any future Mercury retrogrades on my availability, especially for podcast interviews, but probably not, because um, my approach to astrology, and what I hope is I hope to influence you to approach it this way too is that we got to keep living our lives like we can't use any of this as a means of um I don't really so let me tell you I don't really super like base my decisions around astrology sometimes sometimes it's a factor but it's definitely not the base like it's not how I come up with decisions right um I might think about what's going into a decision and I have tons of other ways that I would make decisions and astrology might be just one small factor, but it's not like, I'm not going to go and change my availability to not include mercury retrograde because it's retrograde like all month y'all. So that's just an example of what mercury retrograde might bring, be bringing up just like tech challenges. Cause these are virtual interviews. So they're over, uh, you know, over line and either I've had Wi-Fi issues or the guest has, or, um, just weird stuff. And then also I've noticed, and I, and I asked people about this in the Facebook group too. So this is where you can come and talk about this fun stuff. Um, and the Facebook group that we, some of us are feeling this drive to like organize weird stuff or, or maybe even not feeling a drive, but having something happen where you're forced to, like one person told me that, She had, like, a leak, and so she had to, like, redo her entire closet, but then it felt like a beautiful, like, purging process. So that could be happening right now related to Mercury retrograde. But then so could, like, I organized my, like, training binders, which has been something that I've been thinking about doing forever and just always had more pressing tasks. And the other day I was like, I'm going to organize my binders, you know? So this kind of stuff is like very Mercury retrograde stuff. And so that's enough about that because that's not what I came here to talk about. But I just hope that feels validating for you if you're experiencing anything like that, a sort of like deep... um deep purging cleansing reorganizing in your life that's very mercury retrograde or then also just weird annoying tech issues that I hope you're not planning your life around honestly like we just deal with these things as they come up and we just know so that's that's the approach to astrology I'm hoping to influence is you know just use it as like a weather report grab your rain jacket if you need to like you know what I mean Mercury's going to be retrograde so back up your shit um, save you know, age myself everybody uses Google Docs these days but you used to if you're writing a paper you could write your entire paper in Microsoft Word and if you never clicked save you might you run the risk of losing it if your computer just crashes but now Google Docs automatically saves so anyway Um, K2 changing nakshatras happens next Friday. So it felt important to me to mention this other stuff that's happening, uh, more in the short term, but I also typically record these longer episodes, um, as something you can refer back to because K2 will be in Swati for a while. It will be there longer than, um, longer than Mercury's retrograde, but we're going to face some other retrogrades while, um. K2 is here. And then also this is where the eclipses will be happening. K2 will be in this nakshatra. So just put that on your radar that coming up in late October, November, we have eclipse season. Throw me your questions if they're already coming up um, or just be aware that that's coming. So this energy will be brought more to the surface when we get to eclipse season. But for now... Um, let's just talk about, this is another thing that I hope to influence. This is my approach to astrology. We're going to look at each individual archetype of K2 in Swati and what that potentially means. So Swati is in the sign of Libra. And so K2 has been in Libra since, um, March of this year, March 16th, I believe is when it moved there. Um, And so that whole energy for the whole year, and we'll be there until next late fall of 2023, K2 in Libra is drawing this, um, honestly, it could, what I see for a lot of folks, it's bringing up on a collective level, the like relationships. And a lot of people are going through cycles where they just want to be more independent. Maybe that even means they want to leave their long-term relationship, seeing that a lot, um, And then also seeing just, just a more tendency towards like showing up online more, um, perhaps wanting to, to express the self more. That's more related to Rahu and Aries, but it feels hard to talk about anything Rahu or Ketu are doing individually without talking about the other because they're a bonded pair, if you will, um. So go back and listen to the Karmic Indicators episode, or maybe get a refresher if you want more of a rundown on what Rahu and K2 are, what they represent, um, the mythology of them individually. But just suffice it to say, for K2, what it represents is, in a few words, isolation, separation, sometimes like cutting. You can think of K2, cuts away things, especially cuts away things that are no longer serving you, no longer meant for you. Um, for your spiritual growth, I would say. So K2 also represents spirituality and this sort of like mysticism, being in touch with the mystical world. Um, And it has a connection to past lives. Um, So you can say wherever K2 is placed, either in a chart, you know, in your birth chart or um, by transit, there is some notion of bringing up your past life Uh, connection to whatever that wherever it's placed so for example in your birth chart if you look to your k2 placement um you're probably less concerned with that area of life because to some degree you're already kind of good at it like you've already that's some karmas you've worked through in past lives if you will um and so you're usually more concerned with where wherever rahu is um and they're always on an axis So right now they're on the Aries, Rahu's and Aries and K2's and Libra axis. And Aries is very much concerned with the self and sort of um, figuring that out, you know, kind of like in a childlike way, how children are figuring out how to um, express themselves, right? And then K2, Libra represents largely like business, um, networking, it's ruled by Venus. So relationships is very much. And so I say networking because um, a lot of business is done better when you network with folks who are in similar business or um, sort of complementary business and you can help each other. You can go further together. And that's very much a Libra um, idea. So with K2 being there, it's drawing this like, oh, cutting away from that like I, th- I see a lot of folks wanting to further their own personal brand you know leave relationships on a personal level but then maybe also on a business level that's that's what I'm seeing happening with this just talking about Rahu being in Aries and K2 being in Libra and then so you could get more specific to look where Aries and Libra are in your chart um but then K2 changing nakshatras, let's talk a little bit more about what that means. So, Swati, let's talk about the symbol. I always, with nakshatras, how you understand the energy of a nakshatra is understand the symbol, right? And the mythology behind it so that you can understand the energy, the archetypal energy of that nakshatra. So, Swati translates to independent one. So, there's already this like, Notion of independence. And the symbol is a young plant blowing in the wind. Um, So you can think about like sometimes sometimes people say it's represented by a single blade of grass. But you could also think about a young plant like you ever done plant starts in a little tray in your house when it's like too cold outside or whatever. If you have a greenhouse or something and you start a plant. And when they first grow up whether they're grass or not no matter what like any plant starts as a single stalk. And then a lot of times, most of the time, they get, like, two leaves or something. And so when they're very young like that, um, or even a blade of grass, I guess, in its maturity, they're very flexible, which can be good. Um, It can bring this, like, agile quality, but it can also bring, like, if you bend too far, you'll break, and also a sense of restlessness. So we're also seeing that right now with – as we move into Vata season here in the Northern Hemisphere, this is just another good example of um, sort of this Vata type energy, flexibility tending towards perhaps hypermobility uh, on the on the downside or restlessness, ungroundedness, and so K2 being here um, in an nakshatra that is symbolized that way, um, it can bring a a sense of cutting away from wanting, you know, I, I feel like it can bring a sense of ungroundedness. It can bring more of the shadow side of that because also, uh, the ruling deity of this nakshatra is Vayu who is the God of wind. Um, and then here's where things get even more tricky. The planetary ruler of Swati is Rahu. And so, when you're looking at a planet in a sign or a nakshatra, you always want to look to what the ruler of that sign or nakshatra is doing, because um, you can't gather information about what the original planet you were looking at is doing without knowing where the ruler is. So, with that in mind, um, this whole time while K2 is in Libra and uh, Rahu's in Aries, well, Aries is ruled by Mars, and Venus or Libra is ruled by Venus so Venus and Mars are super on the brain all year all year and a half that so from March to late I think it's late November it's late fall of next year 2023 Uh, sometime around then is when they will move on from these signs so really Venus is relationships creativity Mars is um, you know your drive your passion Things like that. Also, maybe even things like sports, physical activity, fighting, those kind of things are just sort of like more indicated this time. And so that furthers the notion that during this whole time, we will be moving towards Rahu, right? Moving towards Martian things. We might have a predisposition to fight, right? Or be physically active or passionate, while we're drawing away from things like relationships and creativity, we might feel cut away from those things. And so this is just my opinion. This is what I've seen with K2-related things. Yes, you might feel cut away from them to some degree, uh, because you're less concerned with, because maybe you to some degree have worked through that in a past life. Rahu is like your current karma, what you're currently working through. And K2 is to some degree your past life merits. Um, but I have seen that the more you lean into wherever K2 is, the more spiritual development you're going to see. And that's just going to enhance whatever is going on with Rahu. And so here with this example, um, K2 and Swati, you might have a tendency towards isolation, a tendency towards um, wanting to be independent and focus on yourself more, but leaning into your spirituality as it relates to relationships. So that could be like leaning into your actual relationship, a spiritual connection in relationship, or leaning into um, how relationships have impacted you on a spiritual level is going to be what really enhances your self-growth, your self-expression, all of that kind of stuff. So that's the large energy in a nutshell of this Rahu and Aries K2 and um, Libra. But and so Swati is just furthering that, pointing towards Aries, right? It's just furthering it because it's ruled by Rahu. Um, so you have to look to what Rahu's doing, Rahu's in Aries and, uh, Swati is like this sense of independence. And so K2 being in Swati is bringing a sense of wanting to be isolated because K2 is isolation. So let's talk about some other ideas of what this longer transit might be a good time for. So this might be an undercurrent energy, um, kind of happening unfolding slowly over time over the next several months. And it will probably we'll talk more about this at eclipse times. But basically, the eclipse times will be turning points related to this energy. So if, if something's building, if you want to set your intention towards making a change here, now is the time to set the foundation, right? So that At the eclipse point, you can sort of walk through that door and and really be on the other side of making that change, which we always know that that changes take more than one action or one time of like, I'm going to set the intention to do this. It's more than just setting an intention and doing the action once to make any change in life, right? So that's why it's like the energy's kind of building now. The eclipse time will be a turning point, right? And then we'll continue to work with this energy all the way until next year, really. Um, so like I mentioned this, the energy is there's a tendency towards isolation, a tendency towards wanting to, be, you know, be by yourself and focus on the self. Um, and so if you can draw spiritual inspiration, uh, from rooting into your independence. So this is like, this is something that can enhance relationships This, um, basically a good time to work on your own self in image and work root out some codependence. like so if you have codependent tendencies of like always wanting to focus on the other, now is a time where you're sort of we're all on a collective level being asked to root ourselves in our own self, right and draw inspiration from our independence. And so this is a very yogic um, idea to like, in relationships, having this sort of like detachment, or even, even if you're in a a long term committed relationship, knowing that you could at any point lose that relationship for whatever reason, you know, and we have to be okay with that, right? And that will then enhance the relationship. Um, There's like an old, an old song called Hold On Loosely. It's like a classic rock song. Some people might be offended for me calling that, but um, yeah, you like hold on loosely so you don't get rope burn, right? From holding on too tight. So that's kind of the idea. So whether you're in relationship or not, it's, it's a time to work through sort of that stuff, relationships on a spiritual level. Um, and so if you feel ungrounded in this time, remember to come back to your roots like a baby plant, right? And so sometimes also baby plants, uh, They'll get like a little popsicle stick or something to help hold them up when they're when they get a little top heavy, right? So do you have a popsicle stick or something, a little toothpick in the ground? I don't know. Do you have something you can lean on for that stability if you do feel ungrounded during this time? Um, And then it's also a time to work through past relationship baggage. So whether you're in relationship or not, I don't care who you are, we all have baggage as it relates to relationship. We all have like things that we've been through. This is just how we show up and we either, it could be good or bad. It could be, I would say good, bad, or neutral. Like the way that we show up in relationship, there's not any one right way necessarily to show up in relationship. There are a few wrong ways I might say. Um, I could agree with that. that There are some wrong ways to show up in relationship, but there are many right ways. And so our ways of showing up in relationship is influenced by our parents, the way our parents related to us and to um, or our, our other early childhood childhood caregivers we saw relating to each other. Um, we all learn how to be in a relationship from somewhere. And maybe our parents or caregivers modeled really well, but then we became adults and and had some crappy relationships or maybe vice versa, right? You know, so um, just work through how you show up in relationship. That's gonna be the larger energy going on right now. So, Um, that actually came out a lot shorter than I thought it was going to. So I'd love to hear in the Facebook group or on Instagram, how this mercury retrograde is treating you. Or if you have questions coming up around, um, cycle tracking and especially using nakshatras to do so, I would love to hear them on social media. You can reach out to me at yogiscopes on Instagram, Y-O-G-I-S-C-O-P-E-S. Um, and then in the membership this week, we're going to do a sign by sign, Related specifically to K2 and SWATI, is what we will be talking about on the bonus podcast episode in the membership. And also, FYI, I put this out to the email list, but I just want to say it very explicitly here too. I'm going to be closing the membership soon. It's been where you could just join anytime you felt like, because to me, I'm like astrology is on an ongoing basis. So you might have something going on in your life where you just felt like joining at any time. But I've made some major upgrades to the membership and changed it and I realized that um, some folks may have joined only wanting the bonus podcast episodes and they don't care about the other stuff so I'm going to close the doors and introduce tier levels and so I think I will close the doors before the next new moon so if you're thinking about it now's the time but I'm also super busy with small kids and I don't know exactly what it's going to look like for me to introduce these new tiers but I've decided that I need to close it so that I can do this work on it without having to have that ambiguous time period um, where I'm making changes while people are still able to sign up. But so if you sign up now, you basically get access to the highest tier at the current price for the life of your membership. So worth it if you've been thinking about it. Um, So go ahead and sign up and I will send out in the email newsletter I send tomorrow. I will have more details about when exactly it will close so that you can know. Um, and then I'll have details about when it's going to reopen again, when I have them. And I don't know how long that's going to take me, hopefully by October, um, I'll have all those details worked through. So a yoga practice quickly to work with this K2 in Swati energy is I would say tree pose. That was like the biggest asana I could think of because tree pose, if you think about it, you are connected To the earth by one very small surface area of your body, which is one foot. Um, And then you're kind of top heavy, like one of those baby plants, right? And so, can you draw that connection and can you really embody that rooting down? Maybe you even lean on a wall, like that's your little popsicle stick. So, the journal prompt I have for you is a reflection on um, what makes you feel grounded. What are those roots that you can lean into or what is perhaps your popsicle stick? And then I also want to point to an episode of The Science of Light that I will link in the show notes um, where I covered the difference between codependence, interdependence, and hyperindependence because that is really indicated right now and I've already covered it over there. So to keep this episode a little shorter, I would like to refer you to that episode if you want to dive deeper into sort of like rooting out codependency type things. So thanks so much for being here. I hope you'll have a wonderful rest of your week. I'll be back next week with a new moon report, I believe is coming down the pipe next week already, another new moon. So take care and let me know any questions that come up for you. I'm always here for you. And as always, if you'd like to dive more deeply into what this means personally for you, a reading is the way to go. So thanks for being here. Take care y'all.